Welcome again to another microphone-specific custom settings podcast episode. So right now, I'm using the Comica CVM VM20, and I'm recording into the Zoom F1. Now that's the the little lavalier body pack, you know, the one that came before, <laughs> much before, the 32-bit float F2. So this is the body pack that has the interchangeable modules on top of it. So in a price comparison to some other, um, the other budget recorders I'm using, the H1, the H1N, and also the F2, but in comparison to those, this one, I'm, it's, if you only had one recorder, I would not pick this because it does not have built-in microphones in the recorder like the Zoom F1, I'm sorry, the Zoom H1, or the Zoom H1N. But I'm not really wanting to cause competition between products in a certain sense. What I'm trying to do is to make each product perform its best. So, you know, I, I used to, I have got some videos on my YouTube channel about this lens versus this lens, you know. I think it was like Nikon 50 millimeter um, versus... A different brand, you know, and so it's like, I don't really want to make things compete. I just want each product to be the best it can be. So in this case, I, I probably will still, you know, accidentally sneak in some comparisons with um, other recorders. And I think that is important, actually, because if you're making a decision for your first recorder, you know, you have to make a choice. So I wouldn't recommend this as the first recorder you buy. I would say something like the Zoom H1, the first version, or which is mo, more affordable used and more commonly available used, or the H1N. Now, I'm not going to get into the details of the comparisons between those two and the pros and cons, um, because I'm focused right now on the, this recorder, the Zoom F1. But I'll just say that this recorder has a place, in my opinion, um, I purchased it because it was small, and and there's a few other really nice things about it. It has a, you know, a level display. So I know if you have a Zoom F2, which is the replacement for this, supposedly, if you have that, you don't need to set your levels because it's a 32-bit float recorder. I know all that, but when you're when you're when you're trying to look at your levels to see what's going on, let's say you've got, I I don't know, just different things happening. You sort of, it's sort of helpful to know after a while you start to think, okay, what is going on? And I know this is, this is before 32-bit float um, came along. And so there's, there's a different strategy here. But my goal is to make this recorder work its best. So the first thing I'll go over really quickly are the custom settings that I figured out that I'm using right now um, to make this microphone sound what I consider to be the best, at least for a starting point. Now, I'm not saying I won't add an EQ. You know, rem remember, I'm still working on, you know, building the database of custom EQs for each microphone and, and each uh, wind treatment and each proximity. But I'm just going to tell you what I'm using right here. And then, if you can handle it, I'm going to turn off, you know, certain features and certain things that you know, if, if you just turn this microphone on and turn the recorder on by default, then I'll show you what it sounds like that way. So let's go over my custom settings here. 
So first of all, I always talk about the um, the bit rate. This is a 24-bit recorder, so the highest you can go is 96K, which is good. And, uh, you know, broadcast standard is 48. Um, CD quality is like 44.1 or whatever that is. So 96K is pretty good. And it's the highest that the Zoom recorder will go. Same with the Zoom F, I mean, sorry, H1, H1N, you know, a lot of those before 32-bit float came along, 96K was the highest they could go. So we're on wave format, 96K, 24-bit. Now I'm going to grab my phone here and I'm going to mention this radio frequency interference test. So if you hear some interference, which you, which you will, I'm going to go over those details as well because I'm starting to put that in my database. So every single microphone and even audio recorder needs to be tested, in my opinion, for its abil ability to withstand radio frequency um, and therefore to not have any radio frequency interference. So I'm going to pick up my iPhone 13 Pro Max and I'm bringing it closer to the recorder. So you can hear it right there. My arm is actually stretched out. So I have a laser distance meter here. I'm going to grab. I'm just going to tell you how far away it is. You're getting some interference already. And we're at, right now, we're at 24 inches. So even at two feet, um, you can't have an iPhone 13 Pro Max close to this microphone and or audio recorder. So I got to bring it closer because I'm going to read from my phone. Oh, I'm sorry. That's bad. It... Okay, I'm going to hold it sort of behind myself here if I can. There's still a little interference if you can hear that, though. So just to go through the settings, the record... So on, on the audio, audio recorder is where I'm going to start. So on the recorder... Sorry about the interference. And I'll tell you how far away this phone can safely be without having interference. Uh, I'll just tell you right now. It's got to be further than three feet. So, and I measured that with a laser distance meter, meter, you know, the kind they use for construction, etc. So, one of my favorite tools, by the way, for measuring proximity and lighting setups, all kinds of things. So, on the recorder, the low-cut filter is off. There's that RF again. The, on the recorder, the record limiter is off. And here's the important part here. The record level for this recorder is set to high minus with this microphone. Okay, I set my phone at further than three feet away so you could have a rest from radio frequency interference. Now, high minus, so if you know the F1, there are unfortunately no numerical settings for the gain. I like the H1, and the H1N is okay in the sense that it has a dial, so 0 to 9, but I really, really like the H1 in the sense, the version 1, because you can set it from 0 to 100, you know, in single steps of 1, so you could go 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, so all the way up to 100, you have this super granular control on the H1. You also have that on the F, I'm sorry, the H4N, and I'm trying to think, of course, the H4N Pro, which is pretty much the same form factor as the H4N. Although I did talk about a while that the H4N, if you plug in a wireless receiver into it, 
sometimes it can't handle that, and so you'll get radio frequency interference on the H4N. Haven't tested the H4N Pro. It's the same, uh, close to the same build, and I'm, I'm not sure they added any more shielding, so I would love to try the H4N Pro again. But the F1 has, like, I think it's like six settings. It's got, uh, I don't want to go through them right now because you'll hear it. Well, maybe I should. But the settings on the F1, there's like two low settings, like low and low minus, or low minus and low, and then there's three mid settings. So I think it's mid, no, mid minus, mid, and mid plus. And then above that, you have high minus, and then high, and then high plus, and then high plus plus, I think. So there's, I don't know how many that is, it's like six or seven, but so because of that limitation that there's only like certain preset uh, levels, what I did on the Zoom F1 is I went through and I tested the different levels for this microphone and also some other microphones, but I'm just going to stick to each one, just talk about one at a time, because there are, like I say, different variables. This one works well at high minus, and what's interesting, this is just now specific to the recorder, so it could apply to other microphones. If you go down to mid plus, the noise floor actually goes up, and I don't quite understand that. It might be something similar to what happens on the Zoom H1 between 36 and 37. You know, because if, you, if you're at 37, it's like the cleanest that the H1 will do. You go down to 36 on the H1, the noise floor actually goes up. So it might be something similar to that. You know, because you would assume that the lower gain settings are going to have a lower, lower self noise from the recorder's preamp. But in this case, high minus is quieter than mid plus. Now we're going to talk about the level on the microphone, and it's specific to this proximity. And the foam and furry windscreen that's on there. So I'll talk about that in a second too. I should have actually put that at the top of the list here because it's really important to identify what I call is the, the wind protection. So the wind protection on this right now is the foam and the furry windscreen. Now let me take a look at my phone again here. Oh, wow. That, did you hear that? My phone is sitting on a stand more than three feet away and I can't hear interference, but when I reach out my arm to touch the phone, you get interference. That is scary. You know what that means. I'm becoming a human antenna. Wow. Okay, I pushed the phone further away. Not going to touch the screen. Okay, so talking about the foam plus the furry. See, the benefit of that is that you can use the same configuration indoors or out. And you might ask, well, doesn't it degrade the quality? Well, the answer I've found it's really interesting. It depends. It really depends on the microphone. And it also depends on the proximity. And it also depends on the low cut settings. So this is something I, d I did not expect. Let's just put it this way. I tried this, you know, on the Zoom H1, the Zoom H1N, and the low cut on the microphone did not sound good. But I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I really think this, this recorder, the Zoom F1, actually captures more bass. And I don't know why. I, I mean, is it got to be a different chip? You know, it's like the equivalent of the sensor for capturing an image in a camera. Well, this has an ADC or analog to digital converter, or, you know, uh, maybe I'm not getting the exact uh, specification for what the audio recording chip is. But the point is, it sounds different. It captures more bass. And I've noticed that. So when I was using the mic low cut, 
on the H1 and the H1N, it stripped out too much bass and you can basically tell it just sounded fake because, you know, the high end was there in the middle, vids were there, but the, there was no bass. So let me get back to the, the furry windscreen and how it affects the audio. So you would assume that it's going to degrade it, right? It's always an assumption. It, 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 this, to me, is really similar to the, the assumption that if you put a filter on a lens, it's always going to be worse. Well, my thing about that is, you know, recently I published some uh, Tiffin Black Pro Mist 1 8 filter tests on certain lenses, and it really depends on the lens. Because if the lens starts out really sharp, really contrasty, and then it hits a sensor, like I'm using the Panasonic GX85 as an example, that sensor has no low bypass filter, and it can't handle a lot of contrast. So certain lenses um, don't play very well or just don't deliver the light in the way that that sensor needs. So when I use a filter, it can help that. But a lot of people, I mean, myself included, used to say, the only good filter is no filter, right? And it's going to degrade your quality. And you just, I, but, but you know what? It's because of people experiencing using too much of a mist filter, like a one-fourth or higher, half or whatever. And they see the problems occur. Now, again, it's specific to the lens. And then, you know, be careful also about flare because any filter that you add, you're really going to have to have a lens shield or a matte box with a French flag on top. You got to be careful. The point is, similar to that, a furry windscreen, it affects the path, the analog data. And in, in the case of a filter, it would be the light going into the lens. But in this case, it's the sound going into the microphone. So the furry affects that path. And so I found that this microphone sounds good with both the foam and the furry, again, at this proximity, because being close to the microphone also increases the bass. So there's going to be, they, they ask, that's actually the technical terminology for a proximity effect. I just use the word proximity to refer in general to the distance because I have more, more than one proximity. I have close vlog check out my website for all the details on the different proximities I have. Proximity is a variable. The foam windscreen is a variable. And then on top of the foam windscreen, I have the furry windscreen. That's a variable. So these all affect the path of the, you know, capturing the audio. So what I really enjoy doing, what I'm doing with this series, is to find the sweet spot for each microphone and audio recorder combination. So here's what we got. Like I said, foam plus furry. These are the ones that came with the microphone, which is good. I always like to specify which foam windscreen or specifically which furry, because some people will go and buy an off-brand and the hair uh, design is different. So it's not going to produce the same audio. So it's very important. It's, a, it's the one that comes with it, the furry that comes with it, the foam that comes with it, of course. And here's the thing that I did not expect. 150 hertz mic low cut. And like I said, it didn't sound good with the other recorder when I used the mic low cut and I had to switch to using the recorder low cut. Well, I'm just telling you, this is, if I were to stereotype microphones and guess ahead of time, I could give general advice and people would think, you know, I'm pretty cool. But the truth is every time I test with expectations, not every time, but a lot of the times those expectations will be changed. I mean, I'll learn. And so this recorder has a low cut also, and I've used it on other microphones, and it does help at times. But really, really, I just have to emphasize that it's specific to each microphone, 
to what foam and what furry wind protection you have on it, and to the proximity, the distance that you're recording at. So now I'm going to turn off, I'm just going to turn off the mic low cut. Everything else is the same. And just, just listen. Okay, so now the mic low cut is off. And I know it sounds really bad, but this is the way it sounds without the mic low cut. And now you can actually hear more of the airplanes in the back. So now that's more of a problem. And then if I wiggle the, see I'm, I'm wiggling the mic, the shock mount, uh, read my notes about the shock mount. It's not the best, but the best thing you can do for it is to use the low cut on the mic at 150. So I'm going to turn it now to 80. There's two settings. No, 75 and 150. I'm going to turn it on to 75 to start with so you can see if it's a little better. Okay, now I'm at 75 low cut. Sounds better, <clears throat> but you hear a lot more. Even that <clears throat> sounds more muffled, but so now we're at 75 and you can, you can still hear that there's too much bass. Same proximity, same record level, everything. Same mic gain on the mic, still too much airplane noise. So now we're going to go back to 150 hertz, which is what I started with. And immediately, in my opinion, it sounds more normal. And the airplane noise is less. And if I shake... Uh, uh, see? I'm shaking the mic. You, you can hear it a little bit, but not as much. So I really think that this specific microphone really benefits from using the 150 hertz mic low cut. However... On the other recorders, um, the Zoom H1, the Zoom H1N, it doesn't sound as good. It just takes too much of the bass out. So it's really interesting. This Zoom F1 does have more bass in the recordings. So I just really, I like doing this. It's like a, you know, like I said, finding the sweet spot. Um, I'm starting to call them recipes for myself because it's actually not really a recipe. It's more of like a workaround. It's, 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 um, you know, a sweet spot, I think, is a better word, better way to refer to it, because each, you know, just think about it. Each piece of equipment is not perfect. It's not, I mean, there are some, you know, there are some really good pieces of kit that, that you know, you don't have to do anything with. And I do enjoy finding that type of equipment, but we got to deal with what we have, right? Or what's in our price range. So this is the Zoom F1. It has issues with, you know, not having really granular gain, you know, just certain steps. But with this microphone, I set it to four on the mic gain, high minus on the recorder. And at this close proximity with this windscreen combination, the foam plus the furry, I think it sounds pretty good. Now we're getting a really loud airplane here. Let's see if we can hear it with this combination. Okay, it's died down a little bit. But the thing is, the point is the low cut on the microphone helps to cut that out. And, you know, if you're doing voiceovers like this, it's, it's, you know, it's not as much of a concern for me if I'm doing field recording outdoors and I want some background noise. This microphone can still provide a balance, let's say. You know, there are, there are other recorders like the Zoom H2N that I've purchased and I'm just starting to, to learn. They have different microphone patterns, the mid-side or MS 
or the XY patterns, they have different things about the recorder that make it able to capture, you know, different levels of audio in different parts of the scene, as it were. That's not technically accurate, but the point is, people want to be able to control the balance between the foreground audio and the background audio. But when you're outdoors, in my opinion, you don't want zero background audio. That just sounds fake. I mean, have you ever seen one of those uh, news, well, the news recorder, sorry, the news reporter microphones that they have and they hold close to their mouth? Those are designed to actually reject the entire background noise. Those are vocal microphones, technically. They're, they're cardioid and they're made for, you know, being used in very close proximity like this. But they reject, I mean, I've seen videos on YouTube of people going down to the ocean and having waves and all kinds of wind, and they've got one of these new style microphones, and you can't even hear the background noise. And to me, that's not realistic. It doesn't give you a sense of place. Just can't tell a story that way. So outdoors, this microphone still has a purpose. And indoors, I think with these settings, the 150 hertz and all this combination, it can work. There's some more settings to talk about, and I've got to reach over and get my phone so you're going to hear some interference. Oh, I apologize for that. So I guess I'll just wrap this up by saying what my overview of this microphone is so far. So remember, it has to be based on the recording distance, because I started talking about using it outdoors, and that's going to be in a longer distance from this. But when I test that, it's going to have to be you know, all the variables taken into consideration. So you're going to have to know, okay, how high do you have to be on the game when you're outdoors at a further away distance? Because I'm only about three or four inches away right now. And if I'm at four on the game dial, can it handle, you know, how much is it going to work to isolate or to target uh, specific things outdoors? Anyway, so let's not assume that this is a good microphone for outdoor use or further proximity. I'm just going to take this example here and say, as a podcasting mic or, you know, doing a voiceover or doing narration, this is what the mic sounds like with the custom settings on my website. So, and then, like I say, the low cut on the microphone saves the day. But check out my website for all of the settings regarding this microphone. And then as I add the other proximities, like I'll do the vlog proximity, which is at arm's length. And then the boom proximity, which would be a max of 35 inches, around 3 feet. And then I might try that outdoor proximity, which I am now calling afar. Thank you for listening. And next, I'm hoping to do the Zoom F2 with this microphone. Yes, that's a 32-bit float recorder. That should be interesting and fun. Remember, all of these settings are on my website at silverlightphotoco.com audio. And then just select the audio recorder first, and then pick the microphone and the proximity at which you'll be using that microphone.